Oh, it's me. Okay, sorry. Hello, Amber Nicole. Vice Chair, calling the Parks and Rec Board meeting to order. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> and I'll go ahead and read this. Uh, we want to remind people on the Zoom meeting that the meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting while you're not speaking. Uh, the chat function for this public meeting is hopefully disabled. All chats will go directly to me unless you are participating during the meeting. Please turn off your video. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. When you're participating, please turn on your video. If you have any trouble, you can send the chat. And uh, I ask the board members if they have the video, you can turn that on so you can be part of the meeting at this time. And I'll turn it back over to Andrea. Amber. Amber. What am I okay. I, I just looked right. at Andrea. That's why. She didn't know she was running the meeting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so our first order of business to approve the October 9th board minutes. Uh, this is, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Oh. Uh, this is Andrea, board member. I uh, motion to approve the minutes. And I didn't even say your name right, if you noticed that too. Wow, okay. Second. Marilyn Hall. All right, we have a first and a second. All in favor, say raise your hand. Okay, any opposed? All right, the minutes are approved. Betty, I don't know if yes. your video is on. Can you? I can hear you. Uh, yes. Uh, okay. I don't have. You're okay with the minutes then? Okay. I'm fine. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. thanks. No, you're good. Great. Just want to make sure it was all. Everybody. I'm sure I appreciate you helping me. I'm sure she would have been voting, yes. Yes. In the affirmative on the department. Okay. And then any public comment in the room? No? Any there's none on Zoom. And there's none on Zoom. So public comment, check. All right. And then on to regular agenda items. So it looks like an update on Homeless or houseless. Okay. Derek Director of Parks and Recreation. is one of those things that I think it was Marilyn brought this up. We don't need to meet, we shouldn't meet, but selfishly, I my last board meeting I was like, well, I do kind of want to be there instead of well, we canceled that meeting. I could have sent out as an update. So the question was asked, what is the position of parks and recreation related to the homeless in our parks? So as a parks and rec department. But we are committed to maintain the intended purpose of these beautiful parks and for the entire community, which is safe and secure for all. Yeah. To ensure that they remain safe and accessible for everyone, we enforce the park hours and prohibit overnight camping, helps in several ways. It aims to deter trespassing beyond designated times. We manage approximately 4,000 acres of parkland, which poses challenging challenges in prioritizing how we address camping in our parks, and what's, what's the most pressing at a certain time. So then sure, a higher level of compliance, we prioritize enforcing park hours in the downtown park areas, the high use open space parks, as well as parks near schools and playgrounds. Our focus is on promoting a welcoming and community centered atmosphere. And so I think you will notice that that's been, you'll see that's been, sorry. 
Art. Switch to that. So, and that's what I, you know, coming out of COVID um, and a winter emergency shelter last year, there's a lot of actions that Parks and Rec does that people get the assumption, well, you're not doing anything. We're doing things every day, whether it's cleaning or, or talking to these folks and trying to get them the help they need and, and uh, to a better place. But the perception sometimes is where you're not doing it because I saw somebody that is homeless in, in your park. So I, I think there is a misconception because we do quite a bit and continue to do quite a bit. Uh, we have given particular attention to areas like Bertram Park, Naismith Park, and the riverfront from Eighth and Oak to the Kansas River Bridge. Uh, we did a recent cleanup over there. November 4th weekend, um, we had, I believe, 20 volunteers from the North Lawrence neighborhood, uh, residents, areas from neighborhoods and private groups. And we also had 10 staff. And I wanna say from that area, and there were abandoned camps, they cleaned out heading towards the bridge. They had 30 uh, pickup loads of um, trash debris that the personal belongings and they saved it stored. Um, but that had been a concern. And it, a concern is just for Parks and Rec. I go down there and when I hear stories of people not feeling safe, um, that's concern. And I think we fix that, that people feel safer now in that section of the walking on the levee and using the trails. I see more use and that's a really good thing. Um, uh, the city's worked with community and county partners to create space for houseless individuals such as LCS expanding the overnight shelter capability and UCS as a city. Now, this is me not talking really as a department director, but what you see in the news, trying to, um, for this coming cold season, uh, get people indoors into a warm place. So they're working with the shelter and trying to expand the overnight capacity for that. Also, the Pallet Village uh, is projected to come online, I want to say early December, maybe by December 2nd. Uh, don't quote me on that one. But I think that's going to offer up another 50 spaces. Um, the other thing about those parks, they're very narrow. They're close to neighbors. If you're talking Bertram and uh, Naismith and um, Riverfront, that it's, it's a high rub between uh, the residents, the community members, and then between the Eighth and Oak Bridge to the Kansas River, you're actually in the floodplain, which isn't safe for anybody. And again, it goes back to safety for all and not the exclusive use by certain individuals unless they reserve a space. And you'll also notice, and, and the signs have been posted for quite a while uh, in Naismith Park and Bertram Park. This is a high enforcement area on the park hours. And um, earlier this fall, we did the same thing and, and discussed from some of the um, concerns of residents along that section of the, of the uh, levee trail. So the primary goal is what we try to do is intend, uh, preserve the intended use and enjoyment of these parks for all community members and proactively approach helps maintain the recreational and community focused atmosphere these spaces have to offer. And then I just wanted to bring um, something I shared with uh, another individual that uh, helps us as a community partner. Um, we talked about when a campsite 
uh, is discovered and we go in to let them know about the park hours and the violations. Uh, we also get in contact with the Homeless uh, Programs Division, who should be getting in contact with the Burt Nash and other uh, service agencies to help find locations for these people to go that aren't outside in a tent. Um, which goes back to where people go. So we've always been about Parks and Rec. We'd much rather have a hand up than a handout. And so we offered, now you go out to the community shelter. They have vacancies for overnight. And that was part of when we did the ordinance. It was based on we don't have beds at the shelter. There are beds at the shelter every night. You may choose you don't want to go there. That's a different story. We have a camping in the CD district on the other side of the bridge. Um, and you may go, I don't want to go there. So the city, from right. my perspective, is doing everything they can to address providing options for the homeless that are in the city of Lawrence right now. Sorry. They may be able to do that, but at what point it's almost a crisis. We can't take more people in and people are going to have a choice. I, I don't want to go there and I don't want to go there. I want to stay here. Lawrence may not be the best location for you. And maybe you need to consider, do you have resources in another city? Do you have a family member that can help you out? <clears throat> but if you're going to be so focused on, I want to live in Lawrence and I want to camp in this park, that's not going to be an option. You're going to have to look for other things. So with that, I'll open it up to questions, um, if there's concerns or other thoughts or things I might have missed on this. Marilyn Hall board member. Um, Derek, I know the city recently set up a website for citizens to um, report um, camping. And at least from what I've seen so far in the, in the paper, there were um, many reports. Whose responsibility is it to follow up on those and take action? And director, Rogers, director of Parks and Recreation, the Homeless Program or Initiatives um, Programs Division is who's in charge. We have Mitch Young that is employed and supervises the uh, cemeteries, but he also has a dash line to. Uh, the homeless parks division. So they get those uh, concerns about camping and then they address it from there. So Mitch has been going out, maybe in a park, it may be on city property, it could potentially be on private property. Um, but that division is the one that's accepting, receiving, and addressing those submittals. And that goes back to the priorities too, with we're limited on resources. So we could focus totally on homeless, but what do we not do? I totally understand yeah. that. Um, is there ever going to be any reporting on uh, how many reports resulted in action on the part of the city? That's a good question. I'd have to ask the homeless division so I can ask them that. And um, I think those are great metrics. Um, data division. Now, do you remember Lawrence Listens? I really like that because it actually tracked and you say, hey, there's a tree branch down. Can you, when you going to clean it up, it tracks it, metrics, and when was it addressed? I'll bring that up to match. Yeah, I think that would be super 
helpful and encouraging to the community if they could see um, that there's progress. And sometimes, yeah, I'm talking to Mitch, they'll get a concern about somebody camping by the time they go there, there's nobody there. So they might have been there. Any more questions for Derek on this topic? Okay. On to comprehensive plan. Um, I'm going to give some information on the EPC survey um, that I received back from um, the consultant. But before I do that, I just wanted to kind of provide a, a little update. So I'm going to ask reporters and um, some others uh, to help me out on. Um, but we did our open house. Um, the next steps are we're going to have a confluence. I will give an update to the city commission on December 5th um, on where they are. And then, Porter, um, you probably got the details better than I can say it right off the top of my head on what's going to happen in the next steps. And um, my understanding, and I, yeah, help me too, um, is there they don't plan to do much until the beginning of next year when they're going to reconvene the steering committee and present them with information after they receive the information from the ETC survey. That's really the thing they're waiting for right now. We know the survey is out um, because ETC is receiving responses at this point. So, and they said about three weeks, which would be early mid December that they'll have that data and then they'll process that. And then they plan to reconvene in January provide updates and then start, you know, basically developing the plan from that point on. Plus they have their, um, what's it called? The, the website? The, they have a platform online, a third party platform um, where people can go and put pins on a map, which actually I think there's about a hundred of those now, yeah. put ideas on the map and that type of thing, which is great. Um, an online survey, which we, we actually talked to them because it's not crystal clear once you get to that page how that works. So they're working on improving that. We know that too. And then also a um, um, basically the same boards that were shared at the open house. You can go in and say yay or nay to different items on that uh, on those visuals. So they have those three items on their um, their web page, which is on the community engagement page. Excuse me, this is Betty. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know how to put the video up. I'm so sorry. I will next time. Um, could you give us a little more detail about the open house? How many people attended? What kind of user groups were there? What was the diversity uh, of the user groups? Um, Derek Redner Park Recreation, I believe we had around 75 people. And it was a rainy night, which I thought 75 is pretty good. I don't think we had any of these sports organizations show up, which was kind of discouraging. I know we had both members from the uh, Parks and Rec Advisory Board, from uh, local um, organizations that we partner with continually, and the Arts Commission members were there. Um, the demographics... Pickleball. Pickleball. Pickleball group. Pickleball group was, yeah, oh, there's like all 30. 30. In golf, too. 
Yeah. Or the two. It was the same time as the bicycle lane. Yes. And so I was not in attendance because I chose <clears throat> bicycling. So I, I guess yes. Jackie Becker, I chose the first. Uh, I think that that was a, I wish that would have been not Deep top of each other. Yeah. yeah. There were a lot of people at that also. Uh, the only thing I was going to comment on was the website. I, I think it's really confusing. I sent it to a few friends. They were like, what is this? I don't even understand. It doesn't yeah. say comprehensive plan. There's pins, there's tabs. There's, um, I really think you gotta like, we need to do better. Yeah, you got to um, like click around a lot. Yeah. It, and for, you know, as me trying to get other people besides me doing this to get more people involved, to really think about parks and rec, I, I think it's faulty and, uh, I, I wish there could be more improvements and and make it a little more user friendly because no one's going to spend that amount of time unless you're on the board where you're like, well, what does this page do and what does this do? But I think the questions didn't were unrelatable, and uh, I'd really like to see that improved upon. Wow, Marilyn Hall, it needs better instructions. There were no instructions. There was no introduction. Yeah, um, and then like when I was trying to do the part of the survey when you would run things from zero to five, right. the only possible answers were zero and five. Yeah. And I kept getting errors and it was, <clears throat> had I not been on this advisory board, I would have just said, I'm not doing this. So yeah, that was very concerning to me. Yeah, we met with the consulting group um, earlier last week, but it's today, Monday. Um, and told them all of that, and so they're working on improving that. It's the consultant's webpage. It's not our webpage, so you understand that. So they're working on improving that. The Art Commission had similar concerns, and they expressed those last Wednesday. Do we know the shelf life of that website? How long they're going to be done? Basically, my understanding was they're going to leave it up through you know early next year when they start moving forward. So, so that's going to be their way. Yeah. Once they get some of those things, we can do maybe a push. To yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Put out another email. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Need a giant push again. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to I agree. Going. Yep. And it is difficult. I you know again this back to Parks and Rec. You know like. No one's going to know it was the consultant firm. They're going to think it's Parks and Rec. Again, not doing something correctly, you know, and not being transparent. And so, you know, a splash page saying this is for the comprehensive plan put on by Confluence, I think would be a proper introduction because otherwise you're going to continue to take heat, you know, when you can't fill the things in. And who knows how many people we've already missed that may have tried it and won't go back. Yeah, I had trouble dropping pins too. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't finish. Not a good experience. Yeah. And I was going to add, Lindsay Hart, assistant director, they are planning a second um, open house public meeting. Um, if you look on that website, it shows a calendar. And currently it says it's going to be Saturday, December 23rd, which is not going to work for anybody. I'm guessing. Um, so we discussed that with them. I think they had just, it was kind of an auto, you know, a couple months after the last one. So we discussed that it'll probably be early in the year, but they are going to plan it. Um, but it does look like they may try for a Saturday to hit different people's schedules and um, so we'll announce that as soon as we get that date set and hopefully we can get another good turnout. And then going on to the EPC survey, um, I think it was uh, John's questions that had quite a few and I believe I shared both reports or that email from 
Ryan, who's with the consultant with DTC, but uh, basically you do a statistically valid survey from ETC to for cost effectiveness and for, for timing. And in order to do that, the survey sample is measured 600 residents. And I know they start, they've sent it out and they are starting to receive um, comments back. It's a random sampling. It's supposed to be represent that, you know, 600 residents can be, can represent the thoughts of 40,000 households based on consensus estimates. Um, again, I'm not an expert on ETC, but this is what they sent out. Uh, they do this for cost efficiency, um, practicality, resource conservation, and management of data. And the main reason is reduced bias. The most important reason to randomly sample population is to reduce bias. Surveying the entire population might introduce bias, such as self-selection, where only individuals who are highly motivated or have strong opinions respond. Random sampling is significantly more likely to be free from such biases, leading to more accurate and general, generalizable results. Um, so at the open house, um, you went there, they had dots. And so everybody had four dots about which one. And a lot of pickleball players have all said, we love pickleball. We're not so much fans for tennis. So it is biased. And it's kind of like going to the website. Everybody in the community can go to the website. And if the website was actually working a little better, it was more uh, clear in direction. You can put a pin on what you want. So that there is a format to get, everybody can get their, their opinions out there. And it's, again, it's reduced the bias. Again, I'm not a uh, ETC uh, survey expert. I do understand you know, the, the comment of, well, why don't you send it out with the water bill so everybody gets it. How many of those are you going to get back? How long is it going to take? Yeah, I'm, if you'd like more information or you'd like me to resend that information, I can. Okay, the, the next one, update on the search for the new director. Um, I was able to get a hold of Brandon today. He unfortunately has been um, out sick, and, and this the gift that keeps on giving throughout your household. So as he starts to get over it, spouse, kids, so he's been busy working from home. Okay, the city has contracted with contracted the services of a recruiting firm uh, to facilitate the hiring process of both parks rec director and the finance director positions. And initially, they planned on just doing the parks rec director. And then Jeremy's um, Wilmoth decision to leave. Um, shortly thereafter, they were looking at how can we save money and can we combine these for the search? So that is part of the reason why it got slowed down. Um, consolidated the efforts, and now we are engaging that one consultant firm uh, to recruit for both positions simultaneously. Uh, the Human Resources Department is actively managing both recruitment processes. The city is anticipating providing updates and a definitive timeline for the candidate search soon to the department employees as the next step in the recruitment process. Both department employees and members of the advisory board will have an opportunity to provide input about the upcoming recruitment. Please be on the lookout for information on the opportunity and for more information about the recruiting process this week. And that was from the HR director. She added those last comments. So I would expect we'd hear something shortly. Uh, there will be an interim director. It's just going to happen. 
Okay. Any questions? All right. Well, next item. Oh, great. Right. Yeah, Val Renault, board member. First of all, sorry for being late. My Zoom had to update and then <laughs> kept throwing me in circles. But um, so when will the interim director be announced? That's a city hall decision and not mine. So I, I would think it would be um, my last day is uh, December 1st, which is a Friday, actual last word day. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would think as we get closer to that, probably after the holiday, that week leading up, if not sooner. Okay, and then agenda item E, ending concerns or board member items of interest. Uh, Sam Thomas, board member, the skate park edition broke ground today, or at least they started doing so. So wanted to let y'all know, so should be done by the end of the year, maybe early next year. Um, we just wanted to know though about uh, the Edgewood water fountain is still like, I don't know, if, is that gonna get put in before they like shut off the water or they're just gonna wait? Um, Director Director Park Recreation. I don't recall the exact update because I was asking them that same question on where we are with that. Um, Mark's out. I'll have him get back with you cool. on the status at Edgewood. And then we're still looking for um, the, because the city donated materials for that um, build at Edgewood a couple or a while back. And we just needed to know if there's like a uh, monetary estimate that we can put in our books so that we like know the estimated value of that. Okay. And I think it was just like the water truck. And I think we, we have the money for the concrete, but it's like the topsoil and grass seed that was put uh, on after the build. Okay. Okay. You know, I'll talk to Pat and I'll just let me uh, have forward that information to you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Jackie Becker, on Friday night, I attended the first meeting for the new vision plan regarding uh, the paths, basically, uh, right around City Hall and, uh, and whatnot. Yeah. It was pretty inspiring, I have to say. Uh, would love to see, um, you know, they kind of gave some visuals. They talked about options and opportunities and grants and lots of money. And if we're able to receive lots of money, this could be something really exciting and spectacular and artistic and historic and memorable for our community in terms of how do we a get the loop done b go across the river how do we make it equitable how do we make it ada how do we make sure it incorporates everything in a park and a space and and whatnot and so it's pretty exciting for the first meeting is that the committee that you're sitting on for the board yes okay yes so I think they'll be, they sent the link out today for the notes from it. Um, I'm assuming they sent it, so we probably should share it with the board, or they just sent it to just me? They must have sent it just Okay, all right. So uh, for people to be able to get just a, a handle on what it's going to be about and whatnot and, you know, ideas and thoughts. And I guess there'll be another open house coming shortly, but with enough time, hopefully, to get people to attend. So 
Is that a city committee? Yes. Okay. Yeah, from what I could tell. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie, I don't know if this is an appropriate role for what what you're involved in, but I'm curious if there's going to be sort of like the Cadillac proposal and the lower budget proposal, because the things that they're talking about doing are very, very high amounts of money. And if they don't get the raise grant, which is I think the primary one they're going after, um, I would like to know what the plan B would be. I will take that question along. Thanks, Thanks. definitely. Any other board questions or concerns or items of interest? No, thank you. Okay, we will move on to arts and culture report. Um, thank you, Porter Arneal. And um, just a reminder to everybody, the community arts grant deadline for the pre-application is November 15th, which is quickly approaching. And um, the final applications will be due on Monday, December 18th. Um, and then I also have, Roger can pull it up. I just, a good story here is our public art program, which doesn't always get implemented, but if you're driving on Bob Billings. Share it or not. <laughs> so there's a public art component that was included in the new transit hub. And so when you go by, you will see um, these three glass pillars, um, which oh, are all lighted out there, which really add a nice accent to the building. And then on the all right, northwest corner of the building is a window area that has also been treated by this artist, Tyler Kimball, out of uh, Kansas City. So you can see them installing. What's neat is during the day, the light comes through that, so it really illuminates the interior. And then at night, it actually makes the building really look sharp um, with all that color out there. So great example of, of public art integrated into the facility to really, I think, boost the, uh, the aesthetics of the facility. So I just wanted to share that. Those are the two primary arts and culture things happening currently. And then we have the... We have the uh, holiday extravaganza coming up on the first weekend of December, December 2nd. And then the Sports Pavilion Lawrence and there'll be three. Okay. Um, and we'll have three uh, full basketball courts or courts full of um, goodies and things for people to purchase. Can you repeat that? Sorry. Oh, no. You're going to have to hold me. Vice Chair, calling the Arts and Rec Board to order. Wow. It's replaying the beginning of the There you go. Oops. Oops. Sorry about that. That's kind of odd. We have to broadcast the Zoom directly. And so, how would I get this? Good catch. There we go. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, I was asking, can you repeat? Yes. So that's the yes. The holiday extravaganza will be on December second from nine to four, I believe, or ten to four. One of those two times are out of I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it'll be sports really in Lawrence all day long. So okay, you can shop for your 
Christmas and other holiday gifts. Okay, Lindsay, you are up. <clears throat> All right, Lindsay Hart, Assistant Director. Um, everything that I have to share is in the uh, attached report. Um, there's never a downtime for the Parks and Recreation, so even though some people think this might be a slow time of year, it's definitely not. So we're just rocking and rolling and um, yeah, everything that we've been, all the fun stuff we've been doing is in the report. So chugging along, that's all I have. Okay, thank you very much. And Mark is not here. He's on vacation uh, this week, well-deserved. He'll be back uh, last day's Wednesday, he'll be back on Thursday. Um, I know they've been working on holiday lights and doing uh, a lot of things. You probably see them in the trees and blowing a lot of leaves and keeping things going for uh, the football games and the Veterans Day Parade and uh, right-of-way closures on out our events organizations, our division. And then uh, last week, unfortunately, we lost the football game, but just trying to clean up leaves and take care of parks and things. Okay. Okay. Director's report. <laughs> um, first of all, yeah. So I, I wasn't planning on making a lot of comments, but I will. And uh, Lindsay's coordinating some of this, so I. I will just say the community will have a reception um, for my farewell and retirement on November 28th from 4 to 6 p.m. at the Carnegie. So looking forward to that. The public's welcome. Everybody's welcome. And uh, the cool thing about this position, I got to work with so many great people in the community and in the Parks and Rec Division and city staff. And um, really a special. Um, I thank you and everybody here for all your help, your uh, friendship, your teamwork, and the collaboration, everything we've done. And I also am very appreciative uh, for Parks and Rec team and the dedicated hard work of the City of Lawrence that they do every day. Um, and it's an honor to been the Department of Director at Lawrence. <clears throat> A lot of gratitude that goes to the advisory board and the Lawrence um, Arts Commission, the City Commission, and our executive team and friendship there. Um, you think about what have we accomplished in, since 2017? So the things that the public sees all the time, you know, we had two splash pads, the extension and the expansions of Centennial Park, the continued in growth of Centennial Park. If you haven't seen the pictures, it's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Um, we did enclose the shelter at Broken Arrow, if you've seen that in the glass. Uh, we have turf fields coming at uh, YSC. Um, we have maybe a little less known, you know, Prairie Park, you know, out of, out of something bad comes good. And our relationship with Haskell is getting stronger and stronger and our collaboration there has just been phenomenal and I look forward to great things. And as we go through the, um, with the strategic outcome of unmistakable identity, I think we're at some pinnacles of growing and bringing uh, some collaborative efforts that have probably been silent for many years. And I'm looking forward to seeing where that growth goes and how we can work better as a community between Parks and Rec and Arts and Culture. And I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the little things Parks and Rec does every day, the little wins. Um, you know, that, those things make the department better. <clears throat> so you may be going paying the bills and think, I don't do that much, or a shelter reservation, I program classes. Those little wins make so much for a department. 
Let's grab that. Um, <clears throat> so another collaborations I've been really excited about, um, besides working with all of these great organizations, the mountain bike club, the skate clubs, the kickball clubs, the uh, neighborhood associations, we've done so much together. You know, Sunset, I think back to Ludlam Park and the playground, people go, Ludlam Park, well, why don't we just take that playground out? They've got a playground right there at Sunset. <clears throat> that playground achieves quite a bit. North Lawrence, Lions Park, the Spice Pad, we got a new playground going in, we got a new shelter. Um, Brick Creek, um, the Santa Fe Depot, it's a little thing, but the fountain, everything we've done over there, the parking lot, uh, the Lawrence Loop Trail is phenomenal. I use I use Burroughs Creek and the Haskell Trail every about every day. Um, my favorite section. <clears throat> Water Car Park. <laughs> For all the things that um and divide community about how cool of something you see every day. So water towers. <clears throat> so so many good memories from working with staff in the community that I'm gonna miss. But this hometown and I'll be around and I'm so looking forward to great things out of the Lawrence Parks and Recreation Department and our community partners. And I'll be excited to see who the next director is and, and how they can take us to the next level and just keep this continuous improvement going to become a better department, a better city. And that's really exciting to me. So thank you all. Thank you, and thank, thank you, Derek. So again, that I didn't plan <laughs> to have to do that. So. Uh, well, I have comments from John and then if any of the other board members have comments. This is John Nelbandian. Yes. John Nelbandian, yes. Sorry about that. Um, should I just drive right in? Yeah. Okay. Okay, Derek, sorry to miss your last meeting with the board. On behalf of the board, I want to express my appreciation for the respect you and the department have shown us. While formally our responsibility is to advise the city commission in practice, our relationship with you and staff trumps that formality. I will remember the way you interacted with us after the toxic spraying of the prairie field at the nature park. You told us what had happened, accepted responsibility to the point of letting us know that staff was, was not adequately trained. The department worked with invested community members and I think turned a negative into what might have been seen as a positive in terms of um, ongoing community engagement. I might have fumbled that up, I'm sorry. Um, the budget conversation also will stay with me. With responsibility to balance the budget while you and staff proposed admission fees to the recreation facilities, and you shared with us how Lawrence fee structure, structure was not typical, you listened and adopted the board's vocal and unswerving commitment to making the recreation centers admission free. And last, we are in the midst of a major change in the city's structures of its boards and commissions, bringing their composition in line with the city's strategic plans. At first, going from parks and recreation to parks, recreation, arts, and culture seemed odd to say the least. It was and likely still is being questioned by both parks and rec and the arts and culture players. But the more we live the combination, the more real it becomes, both in the anticipated new comprehensive plan and the valued addition of Porter to the Parks and Recreation staff. 
You could have shared with us your questioning of the reorganization. You could have voiced doubts. You could have taken steps to hinder the proposed reorganization. And you have not done any of that, but not, and you may have done that, but not with the board. You understood that for this to work, while the board members can have their own doubts, those doubts will not be fed by the backhanded comments from you or your staff. In short, as a board member and now as chair of the board, I honestly say that you and staff have helped to make our work valued, and we greatly thank you that. Thank you for that. I'm sure we will be seeing you on the Lawrence Loop or at the Aquatic Center or the Sports Complex or the Skate Park or downtown or South Park at Christmas <laughs> among the amazing lights or maybe just among the calming green in our parks. Parks, recreation, arts, and culture that make Lawrence unmistakable. So that is a thank you from John Yalbandian. Appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Would anyone else like to share any comments? And this is Marilyn Hall, board member. Um, I wanted to thank you for tackling COVID, which is not anything you ever asked for or knew would be part of your service to the city. I mean, that was um, really big, super disruptive, but I was impressed that you kind of kept stepping forward over the period of time, trying to be part of the larger city discussion and do the things that um, were needed to keep people safe. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of a scary time, I know. And for staff and all the cancellations and everything, but the department bounced back in a great way. So I want to thank you for your leadership through that very difficult time. I have a list. Um, I want to echo what John said about keeping the rec centers free. Um, I'm not sure what sort of input you were getting from um, City Hall, but I think you kind of went out on a limb when you accepted the advisory board's um, recommendation regarding that. And I want to thank you personally for showing us that you listened. And I think it was the right decision. Um, making progress on the loop and the splash parks are two things you mentioned. I think those will be um, so important to the future of our community, the splash parks. My grandkids love them. And um, the loop means a lot to um, a lot of people in our community. So thank you for pushing all that forward as long as well as the 101 other things that I may not have mentioned. Thanks, Mary. Thank you. Jackie Becker, uh, I will continue to bring up the COVID. Uh, truly to have to be in charge of listening to the world and taking it to our community and understanding how to be safe and how to make sure every human could have a space to live and breathe and places to be outside. You, you listened and you kept going and, uh, you know, it just critically important as we tried to build back and get our numbers back where we needed to be and you're seeing it work. Uh, just, so amazingly important. Uh, for me, I think other things, um, 
alongside the not charging is the whole process of how do we how do we realize we had a situation in regards to scanning and getting data and all those kinds of things and we were making a lot of progress then COVID happened but you never let it go away you kept following through with it and, and it still happens to this day um, I think when I first started and we had the big meeting I was like my second meeting and we were suddenly going to close all these buildings and it didn't happen. And here's where we are today. And, and we're still, I think you've always thought about equity in ways that maybe a lot of other people wouldn't. And you listen to the community to understand that every person, some people need a little extra to get to the same place where we're at and, you know, actively finding showers and bathrooms for the unhoused and opening up the pool and, and all the different spaces where you've made sure every single human being in Lawrence has a space is just so important. And I truly hope whoever takes this over after you is able to expand on what you already began for every member of our community. Thanks. Thank you. Val now board member. Well, I just add to whatever, to what Everyone has said before, and um, and it's been, I'm sorry I missed the homeless update at the beginning, but I was really impressed at the way Parks and Rec jumped into that situation because it's sort of like it landed landed on the city, you know. And and um, Derek, you were a big leader in that. Um, the other thing I, that I've been here, I know a lot of us were here for that kind of makes me laugh is uh, remember the proposal to to close the community building <laughs> that was a funny one <laughs> we we got a lot of feedback from the public and i really admired the way you handled that derek i mean it roused our whole city it seemed like um and we heard from them and we stepped back from it you know we listened so i really appreciated that you were that you were open that you had an idea that maybe was a good idea maybe it wasn't but um that we worked through it and we worked through it in a in a good with a good process so i appreciate your your openness i have one more positive than jackie becker um, on the personal side uh the time that you took out of your very busy life to go to hobbs park to see if i could have one of my closest friends get married there <laughs> and we created one of the greatest days ever for my friend and for all of our friend group of all these kickballers. And you work with me to figure out what we can do to make Hobbs Park a wedding destination. And as a personal thank you, that will uh, some of the one of the best days of my life at, with my friends getting married. And thank you for allowing that to happen and, and going out of your way to make a lot of people very happy. Thank you. Okay. It was epic. It was a better wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyone else? I mean, no credit. Yeah, I know I haven't like been on the board for that long, but I've I've been really impressed with just like working with you and working with you with the Lawrence Skaters Association. You know, skateboarders have like not the best reputation, so it's really like comforting to, you know, uh, be like welcomed onto this board and also like taken seriously. It's also like the youngest person on this board as well. Yeah, just I've really appreciated working with you and working with skateboarders to like do some really cool things that are happening. Uh, and obviously everything else as well. Like it's been really 
I feel like city, uh, you know, workings can seem like pretty like drab, but this has been great. And I think a lot of that's because, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> but yeah, I think a lot of that's because of, you, you can definitely uh, tell like your, your intentionality. And that's been something that's been very clear. Excellent. Derek, I just want to say I've been impressed with your leadership and compassion and engagement and putting your money where your mouth is and being out on the loop and being around town and being in places that that uh, the city wants to see somebody representing and your collaborations and your partnerships are amazing. And I do agree with with Jackie that I hope that these things are what are continued in your legacy and name. And it has been a treat to serve on this board. So thank you for, for your service, your leadership and your foresight and compassion. Thank you to the board for all you do and continue to do and your passion. And uh, whether we agree or disagree, I think at the end of the day, through the collaboration and discussions and public input, we come up with the right decisions. So that's cool. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. And now we party. <laughs> November 20. Okay. What's that? Adjournment. Okay. Do we have a motion to adjourn? Thank you, Beth. A motion to adjourn. Sam Thomas second. Great. We have a motion and a second. Meeting adjourn. Oh, all those in favor? <laughs> I think everybody's in favor. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I want to gavel. <laughs> wow. I'll we'll have to bring that in next year. Oh my I, don't, I, I don't think I trust it with that. I'm going to miss you, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll see you around, I'm sure, whether it be walking on campus or <laughs> everywhere else around the city. That's right. That's right. Uh, well, I think John listed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.